What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what we're trying to bring. Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? I'm feeling inspirational. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling super inspirational. Before we get into things, I, I think it's... I was thinking about this earlier. This is I'm already kicking us off track. Don't care. Don't care. I remember when we first started doing inspirational stories, it's like, oh, we'll do this for a week. And it turned into like one of our most listened to and liked segments. You just never know. Facts. You just gotta try. <laughs> you never know. And I really appreciate that. Tim has a really good one. I like mine because of how I found it. Okay. So yeah, we're doing inspirational stories today. Before we get to that, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Helps us out so much. Helps us spread our message of positivity to a world. Five-star rating, please. We also have a Patreon where we do monthly donations. We take the money from our advertisers and our Patreon members, and we donate wherever our Patreon members would like. It's super awesome. And you get a bonus positive news episode every single week. We're also posting videos on Instagram and Facebook again. I'm not the best video editor, but your boy is trying. Hey, you did well, man. You did very well. We'll get better, though. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to these inspirational stories. So I discovered my inspirational story on a book forum. I was reading, I've been reading the Discworld books, just discovered them. Hmm. Anyway, that's not important. And when I was reading on the forum, because I was trying to, I guess, just like read and understand them a little bit better, because I was enjoying them so much. I discovered this positive news story from like years back, like 2015. I like that. And it was a mail carrier, and he was just going about his day, and he met a Matthew Flores, a young kid, 12-year-old boy at the time. So he'd be like 17 now. And he was just, he would always run to see the mail carrier. Like, hey, 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 like, what's up? What's up? And he was like, oh yeah, like, I mean, why is this kid always so happy to see me? He'd always like dig through the mail. And what he realized was like Matthew was loving reading junk mail. And the mail carrier's name was Ron Lynch. He's like, this is weird. What kind of kid likes junk mail? And so like one day, like Matthew, like after he dropped off mail, asked Ron, he was like, hey, you got any extra junk mail in there? Like, can I have it? He's like, all right, kid, what's up? Like, what are you doing? What trouble are you getting into? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not trying to get in trouble for this. He's like, well, I love to read, but my parents can't afford books. Man, my heart just dropped. And so Ron was like, oh, I'm assuming the worst. This kid's just trying to get as much extra, like, reading material as possible. And he, he works for the Postal Service. He's not, Ron's not making all the money in the world. So he went to the local library and he gave, got Matthew a library card and he's like, hey, like, this kid needs some books. Like, we gotta get this kid some books. And so he got it together, posted a little stuff on the internet, and ended up getting Matthew, the kid, 3,500 books in his family's apartment from wow. all over the world. Wow. Wow. I think it's really awesome. I there's a clinic where is that this is in Salt Lake City by the way. 
and they try to give books away for free and they usually do a thousand a month and they're like how are we missing this kid like we got to do better they got a thousand books from them and then 2500 from other people around the world got all the harry potter books by the way shout out to harry potter you got a lot of them like really like a lot of them man that that story to me is everything dude oh my heart dropped whenever you said he just likes to read so i'm finding a new love for reading obviously we've been talking about it this year and i find you know certain things that i'm interested in some things i'm not but when i'm interested in something i want to read more you know what i mean and i get that kid and at the same time it's like man you can't afford books so you're reading junk mail you're educating yourself you made a choice matthew inspired the mail carrier to the point it was like i'm thinking the worst and this kid is just trying to read so he was he got inspired by a kid to go get books for him to me it's like man inspiration on top of inspiration that inspired me to go on my facebook like yo does anybody need any books because my daughter has all kind of books that she's either i've read her too many times that she doesn't care to look at anymore and we buy her new books now so it's like i have a bunch of books that are piling up don't get me wrong i want to keep them but man if there's kids out there like that why should i because of kid number two man new books i'm not even gonna lie Dude, there's gonna be so many new books going in and out of our house reading is super important now i didn't it wasn't important for me as a child but it's super important now for my children and i make sure i read in front of them in front of my daughter so she can get a good habit and see that like yo this isn't just about me having to do this mommy and daddy both do this yeah that story definitely got me going a little bit got got me in the fields yes. a little bit yes before we get to tim's inspirational story we like to pause and do audio meditation it's where we talk about things we're grateful for because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim? Man, so obviously it's NBA playoff time. The season's probably over with now. Um, but I found a hoodie this last week, right? It's definitely over by now. Yeah, exactly. I found a hoodie, right? Miami Heat versus the Lakers are playing in the NBA Finals. Basketball's been a big part of my life. But when I was in third grade, my aunt, she bought me a Miami Heat hoodie. Um, sent it to me whenever I was in 1997, right? There's I remember no way the, you can still fit this. Oh, I still fit it. How? <laughs> so check this out. She, they used to buy me clothes way too big for me when I was younger, right? I haven't grown too much since sixth grade. You know this, right? I was about five foot two, five foot three. In third grade? Yeah, dude. I was I hit, in third grade. It's about like five foot even, man. I had a growth spurt in third grade, man. Finally got taller than Tammy for the first time. My twin sister. In third grade? How tall are you now, Tim? Five, six and a half. <laughs> so they, she bought me this hoodie, right? It was way too big. It was a men's small. You was the biggest third grader of all time. I was, they thought you were going to be Will Chamberlain. I thought I was going to be six foot. I swear, bro. I swear. Six foot? You were five foot in third I know. grade. I thought I was going to be six I foot. I wasn't even four foot in third grade. You weren't four foot until high school. <laughs> five foot until high school. <laughs> So she bought me this hoodie. It was a small man, way too big. I used to like Tim Hardaway back in the day and uh, uh, Penny Hardaway, who played for Orlando, actually. But I remember like, man, I have this hoodie. I didn't award a couple times when Dwayne Wade played for Miami Heat. But now I'm like, man, I hate the Lakers so much that I found it in my closet. I was like, yo, I have to put this on. And I put it on and it actually fits me perfectly. It has a ripped pocket, but I sent a text message out to my aunt, who's actually listening, Titi Lucy. I sent her a text message like, hey, I know you probably don't remember this, but in 1997, you actually sent me this hoodie. It still fits me today. And I sent her a picture of it. And of course, she sent heart back and like all. But I just think it's awesome because I'm cheering against the Lakers right now. I'm going for Miami and I have this hoodie that I didn't have to buy because it was gifted to me 20 plus years ago. It's just a win-win. So I'm grateful for like... All, I'm grateful for basketball, but I'm grateful for my aunt for giving me something that I was able to keep and use now and just burn so many people. Because people are highly upset with me right now on social media. Because I made sure I post that and said forget it. You know, by the time this is over, they probably lost, right? Oh, it's okay. I'm still voting for him in my heart right now. By the time this comes out, I mean. 
Yeah, I'm still voting for him in my heart, man. That's still crazy to me. You can wear something you got in third grade. Dude, I'm so tiny. Like, I can't get past 130 pounds consistently. It's sad. <laughs> Life being little. Um, I don't. I think a lot of people are not feeling any sympathy towards you right now. I'm just going to throw that out there. Facts. Well, speaking of 130 pounds, shout out to food and water. I'm drinking a lot of water. I know, you're on bottle number two right now. It's interesting. No, I mean, I'm drinking four to five, 750 milliliters of water each day. Basically, I'm just chugging it. You're a better man than me. Man, I have to. I'm thirsty, man. Always on the move, working out. And then food is just awesome. I had chicken wings for the first time since February, unsauced. I always like them better unsauced. They made them for us at work. Delicious. I mean, I think it's the first time I've had unsauced chicken since 2011. That's wild that you remember that. Well, back back then I was I was a pescatarian for like oh yeah, I forgot forever. seven years. How did I forget that? So like I wasn't even fried chicken at all, and I was just like I ate that first wing and I was like explosion in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. How did people before live before fried chicken? I remember thinking that like. This is worth everything we put up with today. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. And I chugged a bottle of water, so yeah. Um, man, that's funny. <laughs> Shout out to food and water. What do you got for your inspirational story, Tim? Oh, man. My, oh, I love my inspirational story. So I'm talking about a teacher again. This one, though, it's a little bit different. So his name is Eric Hale, and he is the first black man to be named Teacher of the Year in Texas. If that's not inspiring enough by itself, I don't know what else is. But it gets so much better from here on out. So he got interviewed on the Today Show, and he was talking about how, yes, I am the first black man in the state of Texas to win Teacher of the Year, but I'm not the first one that deserved it. This has been a long time coming, so this award is not about me, this is about we. Immediately, beyond inspired for me when I read that, right? But the story only gets better. So Eric Hell, the reason why he decided to be a teacher, he grew up dealing with all kind of struggles. He was a kid going to school, his mom was addicted to drugs, and his stepfather had schizophrenia. He used to get abused all the time, he would be in women's shelters all the time. He, remember, he remembers as a child going to school and not being able to sit down because he had all kind of marks and bruises on his body from extension cords from getting hit. Now, as a kid he realized, man, I don't have anybody in my corner. I wish I did. He was growing up, he never had a teacher at all. They knew he was getting abused. They could see the bruises. They could see him not being able to sit down, but nobody ever had his aid. Nobody ever went to his corner and, and looked after him. And that just inspired this man. As a young kid, it inspired him. You know what? I'm going to be the teacher that I wanted or that I needed in the world. So what he decided to do was, you know what? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to find an inner city school, and I'm going to show them what I can because I came from the same places that they're at right now. Now, we're fast forwarding to 2020. We're dealing with this pandemic. Obviously, he won Teacher of the Year. The reason why he won is because 98% of his students are Hispanic. They come from poverty homes. 98%. Now, going viral was a, tr a huge problem for everybody all across the nation. I know I'm dealing with it at home with hearing Edna talking about her students. He had to find laptops and raise money for his students to be able to go to school online. He raised as much money as he could, and when he realized that this money wasn't enough, he did everything he possibly could to make sure every one of his students had a used laptop. He said he has a real good skill for fixing small problems, and to him that was a small problem. Now, we're fast forwarding again to recent. He was being interviewed and he was like, hey, you know, so what inspired you to be a teacher? And this quote right here just blew my mind. Look, 
told the whole story I just told you, and he said at the very end, I completely understand that some of the brightest minds come from the darkest places in the world. I'm going to make a difference. Blew my mind again, because we actually have teachers out here that are true life superheroes like this man here, who's going above and beyond to make sure, one, his students are okay, two, his students are able to learn while they're at home, and three, he's doing this during a pandemic that we obviously know is not easy. And he's doing this while being black in the state of Texas where no other man has won teacher of the year. He's a trailblazer, he's an inspiration, and he's a teacher, damn it. <laughs> he is a teacher. See, the reason you like that story is because it hits so close to home. Dusavis. You told you I was really excited about <laughs> this one, man. It definitely hits close to home, man. As somebody that lived in their community and worked for public schools for as long as I did, I did it for the exact same reasons that this man did it. And to see that he's still grinding it out and getting the credit that he deserves is super inspirational to me. Also, I didn't mean that as a way to diss the story. Like, it hits close to home for me, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's different when you've lived it, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like when you experienced the worst of inner city public schools and you need someone in your corner, like you said. Really good story. That man. Eric should Hale. Win, should, yeah. That's somebody we should all strive to be right there. Dude, I don't know how, but I have a feeling. So the teaching community is so small now. Teachers are quitting left and right. I would love to get an interview with him over the phone, man. I know we can do it now because it's a pandemic Zoom. time. Over Zoom, exactly. I know we can, too, because this information is all in this article. <laughs> Future episode coming soon. Make it happen, Tim. I'm going to do what I can. I'll make the Zoom happen. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. I would, I would love to talk to him. Who was your favorite black educator you had growing up? Coach Patton. He was my first black educator I've ever had. I think he was mine too. Now I think about it, we I I had a lot though. Yeah, I were at Southeast definitely. I can believe that. At Grant though, not too many. Really? Yeah, it was uh, predominantly white teachers. When I got to college, I think I had another black professor. Yeah, there's a crazy statistic out there. It's like most of white America has never had a black teacher, and I was just like, what? True story. I mean, we had Coach Adams in middle school. I didn't have him. I was on the other team. What? Struggle. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Coach Patton so, and Mr. Jernigan were my two black teachers in middle school. So I'll give you a Coach Adams story. I remember when we, our first day, because he taught civics, and he, he had a picture of Rosa Parks on the wall. And he was like, who's this? And I, I was the only kid that knew. I, that was my highlight. That was the best I did all year in civics. Take that world. <laughs> he was like, yeah. And he would always talk to us about like, black history. I didn't realize how detriment, like, how um, not detrimental. I guess how how many people didn't experience stuff like that. Like, I had a black math teacher, a black science teacher, black history teacher. I had a black everything growing up. Right. Nothing but positive black influences coming from school. Like, just this thought that like you don't get a black educator is kind of crazy to me. So yeah, we definitely need more of those, especially when you come from something as terrible as that, and you're being the light in your students' life. Absolutely, and I hope one day uh, somebody in Texas has a picture of Eric Hell and they point at it, do you know who this is? Because to me, he's that inspiration. Absolutely. Good episode, Tim Tim. Dusabi. One might say it's a classic. I would agree. <laughs> you have a quote before we get out of here? Yeah, I have to, man. Um, I have to use this quote by Eric, Eric Hill because I just love it, man. People knew what I was going through. It wasn't a secret. I needed someone to fight for me and nobody did. I know for a fact that some of the brightest minds come from the darkest places. That's why I work where I work. And that's why I fight so hard for these kids. Quotes by Eric Hale. We appreciate everyone for listening. We're out. Stay positive.